So here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us, who have been hustling and struggling to make it to success, who seem to make it one step forward, only to fall two steps back, who are dedicated, determined, and driven, how do we finally break through and win? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Kelly, and this is the Mind Body Business Show. Hey, welcome to the show. My goodness, my microphone muted on me. Thank you, Michael, uh, for letting me know he's sitting in the background. My goodness. So we have a fantastic show for you tonight. Michael Whitehouse, who I just referred to, is in the house. He'll be in here in just a moment. I cannot wait for you to meet this gentleman. Very, very astute, wise, and experienced businessman. He has recently shifted not his entire business model, but his focus on what he's working on in his business. And I can't wait to peel back the curtain, so to speak, and ask him more questions about why he decided to do that, how it's working for him, what is he doing now? And I already know most of those answers, but I can't wait to share them with you. And it's going to be a great, great show because what he does now, literally, is a fit for anyone who is an entrepreneur or a marketer or a business uh, person, period. And so listen closely to what he has to say and the kind of success he has already had in this a great industry that he has uh, embarked into. And so that is coming up very, very soon. The Mind Body Business Show it is a show that I had designed with you in mind. It is all about interviewing high impact, very successful entrepreneurs and business people like Michael to give you what you need to simply model their success. So simply listen to what Michael says tonight. Don't just listen, though. I implore upon you, take notes. Take lots of notes. Ask questions. It's interactive. You can ask questions if you're watching on Facebook and YouTube, um, LinkedIn. And uh, if you're not on any of those, then go to themindbodybusinessshow.com and be sure to register for the next upcoming show. Because when you do that, you'll be getting an email with a link to go directly to join us live and comment and join in. So fantastic stuff coming up. And so uh, the Mind Body Business Show is all about bringing on successful entrepreneurs that uh, what I found over the course of 10 years of studying only successful people is that three things were very common to all of these individuals whom I reached out to study. They're people that were my mentors. They were others that were authors, some that are still living, some that aren't. But these three things kept bubbling up to the top. And those three things are, you probably guessed it, the very title of this show, Mind, Body, and Business. Mind is about 
each of these individuals to a person had a very, very, uh, and, and some have that are still with us, uh, very positive, very powerful. But the most important aspect I found was flexible mindset, flexible, able to be flexible. Body literally was about the fact that each of these successful individuals to a person took care of themselves physically and nutritionally and business. Business is so multifaceted. My goodness, there are um, so many skill sets that one must master in order to build and then scale a thriving business. And that is what all of these successful people did. We'll talk about several of them here tonight. I kid you not. No doubt we will. Uh, their skill sets like what? Like marketing, sales, team building, systematizing, uh, leadership. I could go on and on and on. And you just heard me say, master those skill sets. You're like, Brian, that takes a long time to master just one. And you're right if you were thinking that. The cool thing is if you master just one skill set and you focus on it first, the others will fall into place. And if anyone would like to know what that one is, well, I'll give you a hint. I, it was one of those I just rattled off here in just a moment ago. If you would like to know what that one is, let me know in the comments. Okay, I'm not going to teach you. It is the skill set of leadership. Even if you don't yet have employees or VAs, start working on your leadership skills as if you're leading yourself. Talk about uh, work on company culture, work on how are you going to deal with your people? Are you going to be one of those taskmasters that cracks a whip? Or are you going to be someone who elevates people or doing their best, even though they make mistakes? And all of those things that go with all the great leadership skills. There are great books out there. We won't go into all that right now. But that is what the Mind Body Business Show is all about, is bringing on fantastic people like Michael Whitehouse so you can take notes, then take action on those notes and watch your business grow. And look, some of that take action might actually end up being you and Michael connecting directly to go to the next level. I highly recommend it because you're going to see why. And so Another important aspect about very successful people that I learned was that to a person, they were also very avid readers of books. And so with that, I'm going to segue very briefly, and then I promise we'll bring uh, Michael on, very briefly into a segment I affectionately call Bookmarks. It's time for the guest experts. Bookmarks. Born to read. Bookmarks. Ready. Steady. Read. Bookmarks. Brought to you by ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. There it is. ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. So uh, one quick um, word of advice, and that is please do not go running off and clicking away on resources that are going to be spoken about here tonight. I know Michael has quite a few himself. It happens every time. The same is with reachyourpeaklibrary.com. Rather than clicking away and checking it out on the side, just write it down. Write it down, take notes, and visit the resources after the show is over. We're going to give away an incredible prize for those of you that stay with us live to the end. Same thing with that one. You write it down and you enter after the show is over. We'll be here to monitor the entries. So Reach Your Peak Library is literally a tool, a resource that I had put together and built because I myself was not an avid reader until about the age of 47, which is about 11 years ago. Uh-huh, y'all just did the math. And the thing is, I found that reading books is a life-changing experience. It can and will change your life if you don't just read books, but read the right books. And it's okay to read leisure and have fun, read fiction. But if you're looking to build your business, then also 
dig into those books that will help you to build your business, to grow your business, to improve upon your relationship skills, to improve on sales and marketing, team building, everything that goes with it. And so you'll see there are many in this library that these are actual books that I personally have read and I vet them. And so the reason for this resource, it's free. Uh, the books aren't free. You go to Amazon when you click those buttons. So um, you just pay the Amazon fee. It's no, no, no big deal there. But it's here for you to have a collection of books that at least one, uh, at least one other successful individual has vetted. Boy, I got a frog in my throat there. And so there, there's no rhyme or reason to the order they're in here. There's, they're not alphabetized. They're not by author, pretty much. Uh, so just look through it. The first book that jumps off the page and talks to you, get it. And you don't have to get it from this site. Get it from wherever you like to get your books. The whole purpose of this is just to give you a library, so to speak, like uh, index cards, and you go to whatever library you want to check it out or buy it, and then read it, and then take action on it. I always say take action after you learn. Learn, do, teach. All right, that is it. I am excited. I want to bring this gentleman on so bad. So we're going to do this right now and hope that the video plays properly. It's time to bring on Mr. Michael Whitehouse. Get ready. You're going to enjoy this. Bookmarks. Born to it's time for the guest expert spotlight. Savvy, skillful, professional, adept, trained, big league, qualified. There we go. We've got Mr. Michael Whitehouse in the house. Mr. Whitehouse, how are you doing, my friend? So great to see you. I'm doing good. Listen to all that bio. I don't like I can't wait to meet this guest. He sounds amazing. <laughs> yes, speaking of bio, yeah, I'm going to introduce you here in just a moment, officially and formally. We're going to get busy and have some fun. And right before I do that, let's check. I got a couple of comments, see if they're worthy. Are you on the AI stuff? Yes, Maurice Evans. Yes, we are on. I am on the AI stuff, chat GPT. I don't know if we'll talk about that tonight, but the answer to that is yes. Thank you for uh, bringing up a question. And yeah, I, that's I did have chat GPT name a summit for me. What's that? I had ChatGPT name a summit. We we had the concept, but couldn't think of like what was catchy, and it just gave us twenty options. We're like, yep, there it is. Yeah, and oh my gosh, no kidding, we could do literally not just one show, but many shows just on the topic of ChatGPT and what it can do for you and your business. I've used it. I mean, all the queries that show up on the left when you're when you type them in, they show up on the left. Your history. I got a scroll bar now because there's so dang on many of them. It's yeah. it's been a, a godsend. It's been phenomenal. But that's not the topics per se of the night. Uh, before we move on though, we do have a little bit of housekeeping to take care of. We do have a giveaway I mentioned in the beginning. I want everybody to see that. So in a couple minutes, uh, we'll let that run and then uh, we'll bring Mr. Whitehouse back. And then we're, I am going to, I'm going to grill this man in a great way. You're going to love it. He's going to have fun and you are too. So hang tight and we'll be right back after this. Hey, if you're watching the Mind Body Business Show live right now, then you will have the ability to win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort of your choosing, compliments of the Big Insider Secrets. What is it? It is a five-night vacation stay to one of many destinations across the world. You can see as we go through this very quickly, there's some in Branson and Daytona Beach. These are in the United States, all over the United States, New Orleans, San Diego. There's also Mexico. There's also the UK and argentina i mean it just keeps going on and on and on australia 
at the end of this show, you will be given the ability to enter to win. You must be watching this live. If you're not watching live, then head on over to themindbodybusinessshow.com and register to receive automated notifications when we go live the next time. We do not spam. We do not even pitch any products or anything from that notification. It's just simply a way for you to know that we're live and now you can join us and you can also participate in this incredible, incredible prize and you do not want to miss this. So come on live and you do not want to miss a moment because of our incredible guest experts and stay on to the end and we will reveal that at the very end. And if you're struggling with putting a live show together and it's overwhelming and you want a lot of the processes done for you while still enabling you to put on a high quality show and connect with great people and grow your business all at the same time, then write this down, carpetbombmarketing.com. Then head on over to it after the conclusion of tonight's show. Carpet Bomb Marketing, saturate the marketplace with your message. And to get a free lifetime membership to a phenomenal resource called the Reach Your Peak Club, your free membership will include instant access to deep discounts on major software, services, and top shelf training courses that you need to run your successful business. Think of it as your entrepreneur discount house. Catapult your business to the next level, sign up for free now, and get a hotel discount card worth $200 just for joining. Then go and grab your deep discount. So write this down, and then after the show, once again, head on over to reachyourpeakclub.com. All right, now let's get back to the show. All right, we got the that out of the way, and so... Now it's time to bring on Michael Whitehouse, formally and officially. Michael Whitehouse is the summit guy. Having run events since 1996, he was fascinated by the potential of virtual events when everything went online in 2020. Huh, I wonder why that was. Oh, yeah. The events he saw were often dull, unengaging, and a little bit better maybe than a YouTube playlist. How many of you have witnessed those? I have. And he wanted something better. So he started running his own. Now his business is running these fun, engaging, and powerful summits for his clients. Oh, yes, this is going to be so much fun. With that, officially, formally, welcome to the show, Michael Whitehouse. How are you doing tonight, my buddy? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Glad to be here. Woo! We're going to have some fun. We're going to go through a lot of things. I'm going to be talking faster than normal because I'm excited. I love, I geek out on this stuff. Mm -hmm. I love everything there is to do with summits, with live video, anything that has to do with technology under the hood and the different pieces that go with it. But the real thing, the bottom line to it is the results that are generated from all of that. Yeah, it's fun. It's a shiny toy for me as a tech guy. But the real thing is, what are the results at the end of the day? And Michael, after talking to you just before we came on the show, I cannot wait to share how it's working for you and your clients uh, as we go forward. But what I like to do is start it off with uh, talking a little bit about the the base, the the foundation, the what do we call them, the fundamentals in sports, right? They're the, the the boring stuff normally, but they are the foundation for one's success or lack thereof. And so I like to kind of hit there to kind of set the table, so to speak, so people can understand at a greater, le deeper level where you're coming from and why you are as successful as you are. So parts of the this show are about mind and others about body, about, others about business. We don't 
literally go through each three of the three we hit and sprinkle some of them. And for you, I wanted to find out, let's go with uh, the body. Like when it comes to staying fit and, you know, becoming fit or just not being sick because you're not moving. <laughs> mm -hmm. How important to you is physical fitness, not just for yourself and your personal life, but also your business? Uh, it's actually pretty vital to my business. I, I hired a personal trainer for business reasons. Uh, a few years ago, shortly after my daughter was born, about eight years ago, um, I started having sciatica. Mm. And according to experts, apparently carrying something like a car seat doesn't cause sciatica, it just aggravates it. So I was just subclinical before and then so went to the emergency room at one point. It was so bad. Uh, it was... It was nearly debilitating. And uh, so I, I went to a chiropractor. I went to a, a physical therapist. It got better. It got worse. It got better. It got worse. And finally, I got to the point in my business where I could afford a personal trainer because I knew I needed to exercise. Also, you know, I get tired. Well, when I get tired, I can't do as much. If I was in better shape, if I was healthier, I'd have more energy. That would put more time in the calendar. So I went to... The, the personal trainer, uh, Colleen Davis, who I met because networking, because that's kind of what I do. And she was actually one of the first people I ever had on my podcast long Ooh. before I could afford to hire her. Uh, but so she gave me an actual training routine and I, and I based it on what would I do? Because if I had to go to the gym every night at five o'clock, I had been trying karate. Karate, they get, they, the class are at five o'clock. I either wouldn't go or I'd go, but I'd be hot, tired because five o'clock is the lowest energy I have in the whole day. Yeah. So to try to get there at five, that's my daughter's coming home. And like, I'm, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go to the gym. I can't maintain it. I need something I can do. So I told her, could we do a workout that I could do first thing in the morning that would take 20 minutes? And she said, sure. So I work out now seven days a week, first thing in the morning. I get up. I drink black ice coffee. I do the workout. It's about 20 minutes. I feel good. I feel pumped. I feel energized. Uh, and like I have... I, it's funny if you if you've never been in shape and you start to get in shape, you start to do things like, check it out, yeah, there. yeah, check it out, check it out. Yeah, my wife's like, yeah, I see it, I know. I'm like, well, I'm excited. So, yeah, my calves are amazing, but but it, it's about having that, you know, being able to stand up and sit down, go up and down the stairs easily, not getting winded running up and down the stairs. Uh, you know, those kinds of things is 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 hugely powerful. Um, but but to to tie in the mind into the body part. Um, I'll kill two birds with one stone here for you. That So with the with my sciatica, I would occasionally have days where like I couldn't get up. I actually remember as one, one Easter, there was a sunrise service. My daughter wanted to be on my shoulders. She was too big to be on my shoulders at that point. But she's like, come on, Dad, just down a few minutes. Okay, fine. Well, <laughs> later that day, I'm like, huh, that's a little bit, uh, oh, I can't walk anymore. And I ended up spending the day, I went to the chiropractor did I go? No, I couldn't. It was Sunday. He didn't open until Monday. So I actually spent the day lying in my backyard um, intentionally, you know, lying down, brought my iPad out there. And at the time, still entrepreneur, I'm working all the time. Well, my back's out. I can't get up. Guess I can't work. So I lay in the backyard. I watched some movies. And it was, I, I remember intellectually it was a very painful day, but the impression I had was a very nice day. It was relaxing, watching movies, just lying there, doing a thing. And and that's something I've really trained myself to do over the years is to to 
you kind of take things as they are. You know, in 2020 hit, oh, pandemic. So we're home now? Okay, cool. We're online. Oh, online. What are the opportunities here? You know, yes. whatever happens, it's where are we? What happened? What are the opportunities? How do we deal with it? And, you know, skip past the, oh, is this happening? Oh, what was me? Oh, this is so terrible. And just move right on and say, you know, what's the opportunity here? What am I supposed to learn from this? What can I learn from this? And, you know, just be able to pivot. Because the less time you spend wallowing in self-pity and cursing the sky, and the quicker you get to it, the more, you know, the quicker you're going to get to your, your next opportunity. I love that. And I always say a, a lot of times you can either let your circumstances um, basically affect your attitude mm -hmm. or you can let your attitude dictate your circumstances. And so it's so true. The, the thing is, the same thing is happening to everybody. But why are mm -hmm. some rising above and more successful and the others are not? It's due to one thing. It's choice. We all have the same choice. How do we decide to mm -hmm. react to these situations. I mean, I went through NLP training, uh, gosh, it's been well over a decade ago and it's been uh, life saving in so many ways, not just like saving me from dying, but saving my life from being one of just yuck. Uh, mm. It's been phenomenal because of that, because of the mindset and learning that we have a choice and it's all about our attitude. And my attitude before I learned NLP was in the toilet. It was horrible. And so it, it was like a rebirth. I'm a Christian, but it was a physical rebirth, if you will, yeah. in, in the physical sense. And, well, and that's, pardon? But and, and on the attitude that yeah. I was thinking about, like I could easily say I've been having a bad couple weeks, a bad year. I mean, I hit, I hit a deer with my car. My data hard drive crashed. The government um, garnished $250 out of my bank account because the, the forms they sent me were so cryptic, I couldn't tell that was coming. Um, I What else happened? Something else happened. My knee's bothering me. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of things. And yet, with all those things, I'm like, okay, cool. So I don't have the car. I got a rental. That's good. All right. Uh, the drive crashed. Well, fortunately, not too much data was on it because I'd made preparations and wasn't keeping critical data on that drive. Um, so everything is, is relegated from disaster to inconvenience and move on. And then... I always look at it as, as that's a universe clearing space. So if bad things happen, something good is coming from it. I, a couple weeks ago, when I made the, the first sale for the summit guy, my, my wife and I had this like huge fight in the morning. And I was like, I was super upset and just couldn't even get myself to work. And, and then I had a call schedule. So I got on that call and that's where he's like, yeah, I'll take one. And I told my wife, like, you know, we could fight every morning as long as the sale comes right after it. My business will be fine. Let's just do that. That'll be fine. Um, but, but it's, but, you know, I, I, I gave myself enough time to, to be like, oh, this is terrible. Okay. Back to it. I think that's the key thing is to have that moment. Where you're like, okay, we're done with that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So you have a whole new strategy for business success. It's get up in the morning, fight with wife, get on coaching call. And there you go. That's yeah. success, everybody. Fight with your spouse. I'm kidding. But yeah, uh, yeah. don't it, copy that one. Don't write that down. That's not <laughs> the advice he was talking about. But it, it it does prove a great point in that, you know, even though you were probably in a somewhat of a negative space mentally, you couldn't help but not be. But still, you pulled up your pants and got on that coaching call, probably righted the ship in your mind before you got with that individual mm -hmm. and gave them everything you got. And that's why they said, yeah, I want to do business with you. So, yeah. Uh, and that's a great example. They, a lot of people think, you know, that successful people, they just, everything goes right for them. It's like nothing could be farther from the truth. 
In fact, the more money one makes, the more success one has, the more issues one is faced with to solve. It doesn't get easier. It gets more difficult. That is why all of these trials that we're going through as we're growing our business are so incredibly valuable to us because as they grow, they seem less and less impactful, less and less. Oh, my God, the sky is falling. It's like, OK, you just you just say, I'm going to deal with it and move on. We just take care of business and you do it with less and less emotion, which gets yep. you through it faster. Is that something you, you find that you resonate with? Yeah, it's very much this. You know, I, I remember I saw a meme in I think it was 2021 or 22 when they said, you know, with, with all this going on, I could come downstairs and see a dimensional portal. It opened up my kitchen and my attitude would just be like, oh, so we're living with this now. And long before 2020, I had that mindset of uh, you know, getting married was a, was a dramatic life change. Moving to Connecticut was a dramatic life change. Like I'd had all these things and I finally said, I need to start. It's like going down a water slide. You can't hold on to the edges. You just got to go or you're going to hurt yourself. So I was yeah. like, I need to treat it like a water slide. I'm just going to go. Whatever happens, I'm just going to ride the ride. And so when 2020 happened, I'm like, Pfft. Oh, so we're staying home. This is interesting. Oh, I can't do my job anymore. This is interesting. Oh, I need to launch a business. This is interesting. Yeah. And just see it all is like, oh, this is the next adventure. Neat. Oh, half my clients just dropped off. This is interesting. And, and you know, they say more millionaires are made during downtimes than they are in up. And why is that? Because those are the people that are looking for the solutions to the pain points that everyone's mm -hmm. going through. You know, and as as COVID was running through and we're all on lockdown, I thought of it, but I thought of it a little too late. But I thought, dang, that would have been it, which was those portable. Uh, you just attach them to your your toilet bodets because toilet paper was nowhere to be found. And they were all oh, yeah. over Amazon. You know, I could have just become this monster affiliate with that. And I was like, man, that would be the way to go. Everywhere I went, there was no toilet paper. But that's the mindset of success versus non-success. Non-success is, woe is me, this sucks, my God, and this bitch whine and complain endlessly about it to your spouse, to whoever is next to you that you can actually complain to. But uh, those that are successful avoid complaining. Doesn't mean they're perfect. They will complain on occasion. I have been known to do that myself, yes. But the thing is, is we get over that much faster than those who are not achieving their dreams or success in that's what i found in my life experience being this very old and getting wiser just because of age man <laughs> <laughs> i got i can own it that way but yeah you know i don't, I don't want to mess around on this show um too much outside of what you do because i'm going to be very um uh what's the word uh, stingy, I guess. Uh, I want to do this because I'm I'm curious. I want to find out about the Summit guy. Uh, mm. Everyone sees it under your name. For those of you watching live or on recording, on video, if you're not, God bless you. Thank you for coming on listening on podcasts. We're on 35 podcast platforms. I would highly recommend you come on to video, though, and watch this live, themindbodybusinessshow.com. Just register. Get notified. You get a link. You click it. You're right on with us on YouTube, I believe. And uh, speaking of which, there's a couple of comments I, I would be remiss. Uh, One Life Coaching says, I need to meet this man. We will give you that opportunity to meet this man. Definitely. Um, and then, yes, I'm alive. Okay, we were talking about <laughs> fitness back then. That's fantastic. Um, 
And, and so, for anyone listening, not watching, I am stunningly attractive. So you, you're missing out. <laughs> you're missing out. That's right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got the rocking beard. You get, if you can't see it, you're, you're going to want to come back and look. And you can watch this uh, the recorded version at the mindbodybusinessshow.com as well. There's a past shows uh, link with all the information about Michael. His website link will be there as well. So in his Facebook, so you can get in touch with him. But we'll give you the directions here on the show as well. Uh, as we do this live. But what I wanted to do, Michael, is you are now you are now the summit guy. You weren't that not long ago. And you pivoted. Uh, a lot of people don't like that word. I don't mind it. Uh, you shifted, you moved, you changed your focus on what you do. And I'm just curious, what was that? What caused that to happen? And was that a difficult decision for you at the time you were making it? Uh, so the, yeah, I, I call it more of a focus than a pivot because uh, the, the summit guy, I think is entirely within the old brand that I had. Mm. Uh, so, so I had been the guy who knows a guy. I wrote a book called The Guy Who Knows a Guy. That's where the name came from. And I was the networking guy. I made introductions. I made connections. I tried to build a business out of making connections. Uh, and I, one of the things I built was a networking group that turned into a mastermind group. And so I built my own mastermind, which was pretty handy. And I put myself in the hot seat a few few weeks ago, and I was, I was asking them, you know, is I, I knew what I needed to do because I figured out that summits could be an offering, but I was also doing a couple other things. And I, I asked them, what should I do to get the focus and energy to be able to do what I know I need to do? Because I pretty much know what I need. I'm just not doing it. And they said, you need to stop being so many things. And, you know, we want to introduce you, we want to refer you, but we're not really sure what to refer you for because you're the guy who knows a guy. You need to be the guy. <laughs> You know, you can refer the guy, referring the guy who knows a guy, be like, oh, he knows a guy, I know a guy, and they, we all know a guy. So <laughs> so I, I zeroed in and said, well, the thing that, that I'm really excited about is running these summits. And they said, well, then be the summit guy. And I'm like, boom, that's my brand. I'm the summit guy. And, and, and then they, they were like, okay, hey, well, it's going to be hard to let go of the guy who knows a guy. I'm like, well, I wrote the book. It's what my email is. All my logins are attached to it. I can't actually get rid of it completely. But but it was actually interesting. Once I started focusing on it and I said, I've got one product that actually serves a number of solutions, which I think we're going to get to uh, how, how versatile is. But I've got basically one product, which is uh, the, the KISS Summits, which is for kinetic, interactive, simple summits. Uh, those summits are the one thing I do. And suddenly everything became much clearer because most of my agenda is now running summits and finding people to run summits for. That's it. It's selling the thing and doing the thing. And then a couple, you know, little ancillaries here and there. But most of my business is now one thing as opposed to it was a bit of this. And I was running summits and I had these shows and I was doing this and I was doing that. And I was over here and I was over there. And so by focusing in, uh, it's it's been much more, um, my, my mind is calmer, if you know, as much as possible, my ADHD brain. But you know, my business is more focused. And it's, it's interesting because once I, I start talking to people about it, they have clarity on what I do. Because I th I've felt the frustration. I talk to people like, I like you. You're a great guy. You clearly have good energy. you got integrity. I want to help you, but I haven't the vaguest idea how. I want to refer people to you, but I have no idea who you can help. And now people, you know, they're, they're saying like, oh, you do that? Yeah, I want one. Or you do that? I know someone who you should talk to and, you know, having that clarity uh, and, and it's, I've known I needed the clarity for a long time, 
but it's like getting married. Be like, you know, you got to get married. Stop dating around so much. Well, I'm dating so much because I haven't met the right girl yet. It's not pick one thing. It's pick the right thing you can stick with. Yeah, I, I, I tried to pick some things, but they weren't the right thing. Yeah. And once I found some, it's, I'm like, this is the thing because it's got, I like speaking, as you can probably tell. I like networking. I like bringing people together. I like creating fun events. Uh, you know, I like all the parts of running Summit. So that's the thing. Just took me two and a half years to find it. And that's fine. You know, and your passion just shines through. And it's, I, I think we, I say this to several people, but I'm telling you, I think you're another one. I think we were separated at birth because there's a lot of parallelism here. Uh, mm -hmm. A similar thing happened with me. I was a certified personal instructor for a number of years and uh, I loved it. Uh, I thought, and then I got told by people outside of my, you know, there's so many lessons you just brought up. I want to kind of summarize them for the people watching because mm -hmm. they're very valuable. Number one is getting a mastermind group. Uh, because it is best to hear what other people from another lens outside of your own, what other people are observing about you, especially the part of I'm confused on how to introduce you. That happened to me, too. And it's like, uh oh, we got an issue here. And then mm -hmm. and then. Uh, but the other thing was, be sure you're doing something you truly love. And you'll hear a lot of pushback on that. No, no, no. You don't want it. It's not all about passion. It's just about making money and all the other reasons. I say, like, you know, having lived life long enough. I'm much happier doing what I do because I love what I'm doing. That to me is more important than all the money in the world. Uh, it's like, uh, if you don't enjoy what you're doing while you're doing it, then you're why just for money to and do you can't what? stick with it. If it's just for money, you, you, yeah. you'll, you'll hit a bump on the road and you'll be like, why am I doing this? Yeah. And as an entrepreneur, we work more than a full-time job in, in the term of hours typically. Yeah. So if you're going to do something, uh, for a long period of time, every single day, then do something you love, find what that is. And oftentimes others, can help direct you and tell you what it is you didn't even know what it was you loved. That's what happened with me. I had three different people tell me at three different times. Within a month span, Brian, every time you start a new project or anything, you go in and you automate the hell out of it. It's like, wow, they're right. I do love it. It's just automatic to me. So I, I literally stopped my certified personal trainer business. It was online before COVID. It was ahead of its time. <laughs> I did live streaming workouts all the time. And uh, I stopped it and I deleted the website in one day and I didn't have one shred of regret and I just started going down the automation trail. So you're, everything you're saying is, and, and then yes, it was a focus. That one doesn't have anything to do with personal training. Uh, you know what I'm doing now. That's okay. Mm -hmm. For me, it was the right decision. And I love that yours is the right decision and it's still within the wheelhouse of what you were doing before so that mm -hmm. now your book is still, appropriate for people that want to connect with you as well. So on that note, would you mind holding that book up real quick so we can uh, show the folks what that is? There it's it is. Guy the guy who knows who, a guy. Revise it. Yes. Oh, in stereo too. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy who knows a guy, revised edition. Uh, where is that available? Uh, you can find that on Amazon. And uh, you can actually, if you go to guywhoknowsaguy.com, and put your email in the box, then you'll get a free PDF of the Ooh. book as well as an MP3 of me reading the book to you. Wow, an Audible book, man, that's mm -hmm. even better. I may have yep. to get it myself. I love Audible, that's the way I prefer to read. Yep. I didn't. That's why I waited till I was 47 because I didn't realize I hated reading with my eyeballs. Um, mm. Like a full book, I could read articles and news, all that other stuff, no problem, but sustained, no way. For hours yep. on end, I can't do it. Uh, I don't like doing it, I should say. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so let's talk about what it is you do uh, for your clients, what you are on, embarking on doing for mm-hmm. the people that come your way. Uh, you were telling me a great story about, um, you know, kind of when it was getting started that you were working with a partner. I would love yep. for you to recant that story because it gives people a, an insight into what causes somebody to change their focus and mm-hmm. to get more clear on what it is they want to do. And it's very interesting to me how these stories come about. So if you wouldn't mind sharing that, that would be phenomenal. Sure. Well, I'll take you all the way back to 2020 uh, when things started going online and started going on Zoom. And and I ine- immediately saw the, the opportunities of everything going on Zoom because I said, if my BNI group just went on Zoom, so did everyone else's. And <laughs> I visited a group in Malaysia and a group in Australia and a group in Washington. It was awesome. But I've been running events, live events, mostly geek events, sci-fi conventions and whatnot since 1996. And so when everything went online, I thought, oh, you could do some really cool stuff with these virtual platforms. I can't wait to see what people are doing. And they were awful. They were (laughs) pre-recorded events. They were these these summits. And you you still see these everywhere. These events where it's just back-to-back speakers, they might as well be pre-recorded because there's no interaction. They're done webinar style which basically just means they talk at you and you might as well be watching tv um you know less interactive than this show this show you can at least put stuff in the comments and and we can respond to it uh these a lot of these summits aren't even that interactive they're just like one way and and i i I saw what, what i what i called the dj fallacy so most club djs believe that people go to the club to listen to music this is not correct you would not go to a club that didn't have music, but you go to the club to see people. You go to the club to dance with other people. You go to the club to drink. You go to the club to do all kinds of things that the music supports. And if the music is bad, it diminishes the experience, but it's not about the music. Same thing with speakers at an event. So at a live event, people wouldn't show up if there weren't speakers, but the value happens in the hallway, in the bar, in the restaurant. And so I thought if I ever... If I ever run my own live event, my own virtual event, at the time I didn't know how to do it. If I ever run my own virtual event, I would have a space called the hallway. Mm. Now, all I knew was Zoom at the time. So I was thinking, I just have a separate Zoom room called the hallway. And it would be an open breakout room where people could just talk to each other and do, you know, because that's where the business happens. You go see the speaker and then you you talk about them. Well, not too much longer, not, not too much later, in February 2021, I ran an event called Conference 21, which was celebrating the not 2020-ness of 2021. That's <laughs> Conference 21. And, and I found this platform that could, that when you did networking, you could opt into any um, breakout rooms. So Zoom at the time did not have self-directed breakout rooms. Oh. But I found that. So in between the speakers, there's a 15-minute breakout block, and people could go into separate rooms and talk to each other. And the feedback I got from the speakers was that it was great because of all the connections they made. It wasn't about being on stage and getting people opt in and then making their pitch. It was about talking to people in those breakouts. And they'd tell me, oh, yeah, I met so-and-so. I'm going to hire them to do a project for me. I met so-and-so. We're going to partner on someone. I I met so-and-so. I learned all this. And the value was the speakers meeting each other. Yeah. I ran, and so in February 2021, the event went great because people were desperate for anything that could give them human connection. The third one was in August. At that point, things were opening back up. There were more live events, and uh, it did not go so well. I think I had 20 speakers and an average of 14 people on the event at a time. 
Huh. So the numbers are pretty poor. And I'm thinking, okay, well, the speakers are, are going to hate this. There's no one here. The feedback I got was, Michael, you did it again. Another great event. I'm like, what do you mean? I met this person and this person and this person. Because even though there are only 14 people there, the people who were there were the speakers who tend to be the people you most want to meet at an event because they had got invited <laughs> to be on stage. Very and true. they were meeting each other. And I said, oh, well, the power of this is the connections people are making. You know, I'm the guy who knows the guy. I'm the networking guy. I'm starting to see this. Uh, but at the time I was doing it on my, you know, I was building my own platform on Kartra. So I had to make all my own landing pages and all my own everything. I'm like, this is not worth the effort. No one's showing up. I gave up. And then I discovered a platform called Event Raptor. And Event Raptor takes all the organizational stuff in the middle of a summit, the speaker applications and the registration pages and all that, does it for you. So it's all, that's all automated. And I was like, ooh, okay. So I got that. I ran a, I ran an event that called The Great Experiment because I was experimenting with Event Raptor. And I, I went to it. a bunch of speakers I know and said, hey, I'm doing an event. I'm calling The Great Experiment. I'm trying out a summit platform. You want to join me? And they said, sure. And they came in and they promoted and we had a great time. And the same thing happened. At this point, we're using Zoom because Zoom has self-directed breakout rooms now. And I was able to do everything I needed to do on Zoom. And I did it in a format that was a 15-minute speaking slot and a 15-minute interactive. 15-minute speaking slot, 15-minute interactive. And the interactive is sometimes a uh, breakout room. Sometimes it's a hot seat coaching thing. Sometimes it's Q&A. Sometimes it's open discussion. Depends on kind of what the vibe is in the room at the time. And the results, once again, were that people were so excited because the connections they were making with each other in in the room. And at the time, I was, you know, when, when you hear about people run summits, they're like, when I run a summit, I average 27 billion gazillion opt-ins. And I'm, I, I was getting 100, 200. Now say, well, okay, I'm, I'm Little League. I'm doing this for fun. I'm getting a couple hundred opt-ins. It's, it's a hobby, really. Um, and then I, I actually participated in some of these events that are the big ones, right? I participated in an event where the, the host said that she had 10,000 opt-ins. I'm like, wow, this is going to be an exciting stage to be on 10,000 opt-ins. So I come early, even though there's no networking or interactive stuff. And the first speaker, you know, one speaker speaks and is dull. <laughs> and that speaker finishes and the host says, all right, well, thanks. So next up is, and I'm like, that's it. Next up is, and they introduce the next speaker. The next speaker was also well rehearsed. Okay. So they bring me up and I don't like monologuing. So I, mean, I certainly can monologue, obviously, as you can see, but I like engaging. I like connecting. So remember, she said there were 10,000 opt-ins for this event. There were 14 people on Zoom for this event. Yeah. And I said, I like to see who I'm talking to. If I want to talk to myself, I'd record another podcast. Turn on your turn on your cameras. Let me see who's in here. Let me see your smiling faces. And seven faces appeared. So I I gave my talk, very interactive. Uh, had people ask questions and we did a lot of back and forth. My talk ended. They're still going in the chat asking me more questions. I'm feeling bad for the next speaker, but you know, what can you do? And it, and that's when I realized, wait a minute, this is one of those big events, 10,000 opt-ins, whatever. But it's still only, there's less people in the room than there are my events. And I thought my event was small because they're not getting the actual live engagement. 
So, uh, so that's when I started kind of shift on, wait, maybe my event actually is more than I think, or my, my style is more than I think it is. Um, and I was running an event called Entrepreneur. So Entrepreneur is for entrepreneurs, happen to be geeks. And uh, Laura Lake came up with that name when we, when we met at an event. And it was back in 2021 when I discovered Event Raptor. I'm like, ooh, Laura, it's time. We could run Entrepreneur together. And so we had a meeting and we made all the plans and picked the date. And then she got bogged down with a whole bunch of stuff with her family and her business and whatnot. I ended up basically running the event myself. And she was there as the co-host and just showed up, which was fine. Because sometimes a group project's easier if you just do it by yourself. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to have all the meetings and checking in and how are you doing? How, you know, it actually turned out fine. So for the next event, I'm like, let's do the same thing again. You just show up. I'll run it. We'll be partners. Um, and I realized coming into coming into the end of 2022, I said, that's the model. So we specced out what the event was, in this case, entrepreneur. But, you know, I needed to have an idea of what she wanted. And then we didn't have to talk again until the event started and she shows up and co-hosts with me. And then we both get the, the opt-in list from it. Um, and we both get the exposure being the host. And um, so I kind of productize that into a program where the client meets with me once I get an idea of what they're looking to do, what the branding is they want, what the concept is. Um, if they have, funnels they want to attach it to and automations and systems and all that to plug into it. And then once I've got that information, the next thing they need to do is show up for the event because I'm going to find the speakers. I'm going to uh, get them engaged. I'm going to um, write the copy and, and all those things. So the, the, what, what seemed like a, uh, an unbalanced partnership actually turned out to be a really good business model. And I took that to the market. Um, and basically said, I got this thing. We get 125 to 300 opt-ins. We get 20 to 40 people actively on the call, paying attention for six hours. And we get 10 to 15 speakers that I bring in that the host gets to know and could develop a relationship with. Those are the three deliverables. And then went out to the market and said, who can make something with these three things? And a few people started saying, ooh, ooh, I'd like 15 introductions to JV Partners. I'd like 30 people in a room for six hours. I'd like, you know, 200, 300 good leads of people who are really engaged. And uh, suddenly discovered there was some value in it. And as I said, I've been actively pushing it for a week. and I've got two clients signed on already. So I think it might have some legs. I love it. And so from the other side of the fence, like, so um, for someone who might want to put on their own summit and mm -hmm. come through you, what do you recommend to them for monetization? What are the different ways they can earn, uh, get an ROI for whatever they're paying you, plus maybe some profit or at least the connections by themselves could be mm -hmm. priceless by themselves. But is there a way to monetize the summit itself where they will see the uh, any of those rewards, uh, either through selling on stage or through uh, registrations? How, how do you have that worked out? So I'm going to say Definitely there is, and that is so far outside of my zone of genius, I can't see it. Because um, that's what I realized is I, I'm not great at selling from stage. I'm not great at monetization, which is, I think, part of why I thought like my summits were, were amateur summits for the longest time. And then it finally clicked. If somebody knew how to sell from stage and was hanging out with this audience for six hours at the level of engagement I get, 
they could make a gazillion billion dollars. So it's there's a few uh, applications that I found. It, it's funny. I, it's like you build a machine, and I built it for one thing, and then someone said, "Oh, you know what that'd be great for? Julianne Fries. Julianne Fries is a lawnmower." But I built it to be one thing, and then people see it and say, "Oh, I want it for this thing." So one of the applications is uh, is the connections to JV partners. A lot of people, you know, in the JV space, they, they are always looking for good JV partners. But how do you know if they're going to promote? How do you know if they're going to work? How do you know if they're aligned? Well, if they're speakers on your summit stage, you get to see them speak. You might get to talk to them during the event. And you learn if they promote because you can see if they promote the summit. Oh, okay. Without building a whole webinar or whatever else, it's a chance to vet them. Oh. Um, or, 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 you know, you might talk to them and it turns out that they're not good at promoting summits, but they are good at promoting webinars or whatever. But you've got, you're already at, you know, step two or three in the in the relationship as opposed to, I, I used to have a business, uh, an offer where I'd make introductions, just make connections. But the problem there is you're at step one. You're like, all right, so Michael said we should talk. So uh, tell me more about your business. What do you do? What's your, like, you're, you're at zero. I mean, I can yeah. try to brief them a bit. But with the summit, You've seen them speak, you heard their topic, you've read their bio, you've actually had a little bit of, of warming up of the relationship. So that's one application. Another one is, is if you're looking to, to sell, you know, often in a, a launch or something like that, you'll try to get people onto a call for two hours, three hours. The longer they spend on the call, the more invested they are, the bigger an ask you can make. So with the summit, it gives people reason to come on for potentially six hours and it's not with you. It's with all your speakers, but you're the host. Right. So you're there that whole time warming them up and either you could make an offer, you know, you could take the keynote slot, you know, the spot at the end and you could make an offer there or you could make a soft offer into a webinar and you could say, you know, I do this kind of thing. I'd love for anyone who's interested. I'd love to share it with you. Um, or if you want to stick around, when the summit's over, I'm going to be going deeper into the program I offer. If you'd like to know it, it you, you've developed that rapport with the audience. You can leverage it that way. Uh, another, and then of course there's the, the lead generation It's not 10,000 opt-ins, but the one to 200 that I generate in the summit, I believe are more valuable than the 10,000. You get these big things because often the 10,000 are the people who just opt into everything. Yeah. You know, they, they want every freebie, every PDF. They, they go to every event. They sign up for every event and then don't go to it. These are people who they signed up not for a freebie, not for a download, but they signed up for an event. So they signed up to say, I want to go to something. This could indicate a higher level of interest than your typical typical tire kickers. Um, and and so so my the clients I work with, they have they have some monetization strategy generally. Uh, okay. And so, so they're going to plug in. I have all kinds of ways they can plug in their system into what I'm doing. The but another group actually is people who don't necessarily have monetization strategy. They don't say have everything built out, but they're trying to get themselves on the map. And sure. being a summit host, hey, there's certain titles. If you put them after your name, you get some credibility. Uh, author, podcaster, right? Summit host. Summit host takes less work than author or podcaster. <laughs> you know, even if someone helps you do your podcast, you still have to do all the interviews, you still have to do all the stuff. If you write a book, someone can help you, you still have to write the book. If you hire me to make you a summit host, you got to pay me. But 
Other than that, you have to show up. That's it. And you're the host, and you can, I, and I can adjust the way around the summit to optimize. So if it's about authority, I can make sure that you are positioned to ask a couple intelligent questions to each speaker. And asking questions is great because if you ask good questions, you don't have to actually know anything. You just have to know how to ask good questions, and people think you're an expert because well, you you were there when a really smart thing got said. You didn't say it, but people forget that detail. And I love the other the other aspect of asking and having interview style shows like this is I asked you out of interest about what you do for your summit. You didn't come on and just barf out what you did uh, by yourself, a talking head. People don't like that, don't resonate with that. So mm -hmm. it also provides that additional. It's like when you go to an, a seminar or an event or a convention, let's do that. And there are all mm -hmm. those booths lined up all around the building. Well, you see a big herd of people around one place where do you tend to want to gravitate toward? Like what's going on over there? Same thing is if someone else expresses interest in someone else, what they're doing, that has a similar effect. And it's, it's very powerful. I was curious, uh, gosh, you have, I have so many questions about this. It's, it, I love this space because it's very similar to like what you were saying before the physical seminar uh, event space where you have multiple speakers. And I've been through that uh, process. I've had my own, I've been, um, I've worked with a mentor and helped him with many of his events. And one of the models I remember being that if you bring on guest speakers and, and you don't pay them, usually they wanna be able to sell something from stage, but the agreement is, okay, well, I'm the host. I paid for this venue. I paid for all this stuff. Anything you sell, I need a cut from. Like the traditional, uh, number was 50 percent um when i was going through the seminar industry do you have things like that or is that something that um you could set up because i could go out and say i know five people that sell like crazy and if they're willing to come on to a summit that i'm putting on and i'll get you know some percentage of it just being the host would that be a model that you would be open to um implementing for your clients as well yeah absolutely and and in terms of the uh the revenue revenue share for my part because i'm not involved in the revenue part i throw the party I bring the guests, I make something happen, but I'm not selling it. I'm not building the funnels for them, whatever. So if they sell $100,000 on the stage I built for them, they get $100,000 for the stage. You know, they're paying me to build the stage. Uh, but th there's actually a concept that I ran. Um, I ran something called the Business Solutions Showcase when I had this epiphany that people watch QVC on purpose. <laughs> you know, so often in marketing, we're trying to trick people into letting us market to them. Yeah. You know, yeah, get my free book. It's totally a free book. And and there's no, you know, there's nothing, nothing else. There's just the book. Okay, maybe I'll get on my email list. By the way, if you got my free book, you're going to get on my email list. I'm okay with telling you that because my email list is also valuable. But so often we're trying to bury it. We're like, no, no, come to the summit. No, we're not selling anything. Put your wallets away. I don't want to sell you. You tell me to put my wallet away. Now my guard's up because that's like saying the wing is not on fire. Like, wait, why why did, you, why did you have to tell me the wing was not on fire? Was it on fire? Did, did we think it might be on fire? You know, yeah, I didn't think you were going to sell me, but now you just said put my wallet away. So now I definitely think you're going to sell me. But the, the concept of the Business Solutions Showcase was it was 10 SaaS, you know, software as a service mm -hmm. solutions providers. Each had an, a subscription service, $100 a month or less. And it was 10 minutes each rapid fire, you know, one after another for another two hour event. And the, the way that the event was promoted was explicitly saying, you come here, we're going to tell you about a lot of things you might want to buy. 
Yeah, up front. And and so so they weren't telling a story. They weren't trying to teach something. They were saying, here's the product I have. Here's the problem you may have. Here's the solution it offers. It's 29 bucks a month. Here's how you sign up for it. Uh, so the, the event as a concept worked well. The people who were, th- it's funny. The people who were there loved it and said, when are you doing it again? Nobody bought anything. And I'm like, I'm not. Nobody bought anything. I did yeah. this to sell stuff. But the audience was, it was really interesting because the audience really enjoyed it, even though they didn't buy anything. And the speakers really enjoyed it, even though they didn't sell anything. Uh, so so the concept is certainly, you know, certainly potentially viable. Um, I have not tested it to success, but I think it could work. Uh, what I do recommend for my speakers, though, to get the maximum value. So first they get they get the networking value of being there and meeting the other speakers, which is totally worth their time and the amount of engagement it takes. But I also say, because a lot of people say, well, I can't teach what I do in 15 minutes. <laughs> to which I'm like, of course you can't. But the people here don't want to listen to you for an hour because they don't know who you are. True. But in 15 minutes, you can whet their appetite. And so I recommend to my speakers, if they want to do more, schedule a webinar, workshop, follow-up event sometime that week. So if it, if the event's on, if, if my summit's on Monday... Book a webinar for Wednesday. And at the end of your talk, say, I could only talk about this one thing today. I'm doing a webinar on Wednesday in which I'm going to talk about the other three points and also share with you how you can work with me, which I'm pretty sure everyone understands share with you how you can work with me is code for offer to sell you something. Yeah, absolutely. People don't mind if you're upfront about it. Exactly. You just gave me a fantastic idea by all that because, you know, I do. Uh, what I call a master class uh, once every month or so. I usually do it every mm-hmm. five to six weeks. I've done it 25 times. The advanced live video master class, not, not here to pitch it. The cool thing is it's like uh, a little over an hour in length. It's 70 minutes. Mm-hmm. The retention rate is ungodly good. Uh, people stay on for the entire time, but for what you're talking about, I'm thinking, how would I reduce that to 15 minutes? I'm thinking this can be super simple. I'll take a recording Get the transcription, copy, paste into, I don't know, chat GPT and say, write me a 15 minute version of this and yep. it'll spit it out. So uh, it's not that difficult to do. And I, you just gave me a great idea for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like how to little, really condense it, especially it. Think about that as well, uh, Michael, what that could do for other people that are guests on podcasts and shows. They're not there to spend an hour telling them about their their product. So this could give them also that tool to give them the 15 minute intro. So um, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's bonus material. Thanks to this guy. You know, he brought up the the whole thing and we can uh, integrate with things like chat GPT and, and, oh my gosh, there's so many things you can do with it. It's just ungodly. Yeah. awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that would be awesome to be, and, and I got many more questions that go into brutal detail and I don't want to uh, muddy the waters with it all, but like, you know, uh, what do you use for what do what should be used for merchant accounts for the various speakers and if they're doing revenue share how to put, assemble all that there's the details that i would be curious about because i wouldn't want it to be 100 percent dependent on my efforts just in case i got the wrong crowd that day right mm-hmm. it could be that they're more synergistic with another individual of the 20 that came on and they crush it you just never know so that well, way the, it, one of the things about the model i use is that it it was designed to work if no one shows up Okay. So part of the, the agreement the speakers make is they'll be there two hours beyond their own talk. So 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 I always look at, you know, you, and this is good business planning anyway, always look at what's the worst that can happen 
what's the worst expected? Because it's always the worst thing. You know, terrorists break, break into my house and shoot me. Like, okay, I guess that <laughs> could happen, but that's not really like a scenario to plan for. Like, what's the worst ex likely to happen? What's the best? What's the, what's the, you know, genie wish best? So I say, okay, so let's say no attendees show up and it's just the speakers and the speakers just do what they're required to do. We still end up with five speakers on at all times, which gives you an intimate networking group, kind of a little stretched out in length, more than you'd normally have. Yeah. But, you know, you give your talk to four other speakers who are all professionals in the industry and potentially interested in it. Then you have 15 minutes to sit at a round table and talk to them. And then the next one talks and shares something that maybe you don't know. And and then 15 minutes sitting around table learn from them. Now, this has never happened. I've never had five people in the room. But that's the failure. That's like the worst failure mode. It's still not a complete failure. I expect most of the speakers to be like, well, that was not what I expected. But it was, it was nice. Because also, if that ever happened, that all five of those people are responsible because they didn't promote. So they can't really blame me. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's 10 speakers and five of them are sitting there together with no audience. It's not my fault. Um, yeah. but, and but even that, then, as the host, we can take the responsibility of following up with all those speakers and, and setting up maybe some kind of our own internal networking group, just a meeting or something to say, yeah. hey, how can we all benefit from each other? Well, so there's, yeah, a lot there's, of, there's things I do to make sure they right. But but that But that's the worst case, and it's still success. Yeah, and, and I, I completely that. get that. Yeah. And it, it was interesting is is if you're used to being on summits, you're used to showing up for your talk and leaving because most summits are non-interactive and boring. And so you come and do your thing and get as fast as you can. I had one of my speakers, my, my summits run 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., most of them. And I had one speaker booked for 1130. So she was obligated to stay till about one o'clock. At five o'clock, she said, you know, I really meant to leave early afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> but with the 15 minute cycle, she's like, Oh, Oh, this person's okay. This looks interesting. All right. I'll, I'll sit for another 14 minutes. Just to see that talk. <laughs> oh, now we're in a round table, you know, in a, these Q and A's are really interesting. These really interesting questions. Oh, Oh, this person's talks really interesting too. Oh, we're doing breakouts. Oh, I'll do breakouts. I can meet some people. All right. And yeah. 15 minutes at a time, all the way to the end of the day. Cause it just kept, kept, you know, kept pulling her on through. And that's, that's a key component is keeping the interest level high. And I love how you've mixed in the different kind of things that that'll fit for whatever that person's doing to keep people going a breakout room at one point. Um, maybe, a, I don't know, maybe a Q and a session, uh, like you said, a hot mm -hmm. seat on another one. And yeah, I can see how that would be much more intriguing and engaging than regular. And I just know from doing this show that everything you're saying is absolutely true, that the value is there. I, it mm -hmm. just, with me, it's one person per week that I meet uh, like you and I, I develop long lasting, lifelong friendships and relationships. And I never look at it as being something as transactional. I look yeah. at it as getting to know the individual and oftentimes I become their client. I'm not looking to make money out of everybody I touch or talk mm -hmm. to. My ears are open. My antenna's up just in case, but I don't go after and go, hey, Michael, thanks for coming to my show. Now, do you want to do business with me? Let's do it. Let's do it. Come on, come on, come on. Buy my crap. Come on. Buy my stuff. Come on. But, but yeah, you, you're, you, you make amazing connect. I gave a talk at a, a um, at Pod Talks. Uh, I, the title was something on the lines of how I made $36,000 from a podcast with 16 listeners or something like that. Um, those exact <laughs> numbers are a little bit off. But, but it's basically about what you're talking about, that a podcast is a great way to make connections with people that you might not otherwise, you know, you reach out to someone, Hey, you want to do a one-to-one? -one? Nah, I don't really have time for that. You want to come on my podcast? Yep. 
Yeah. Hey, you want to do a one-to-one? No. You want to do a one-to-one, but we'll record it and I'll put it on Facebook? Yeah, yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. There's something for them now. What's in mm-hmm. it for me? And that's yep. that's the beautiful thing. And, you know, that's my goal and mission, as I told you before the show, is to make to lift you up, to get you massive exposure. Mm-hmm. This isn't for Brian. This is for Michael, this show. And everything we do, uh, you're gonna you're gonna see it after it's over. Some announcements, what's gonna happen? Uh, we repurpose this to the ninth. I mean, we do it all, it all. And so I call it carpet bomb marketing. That's my little term for it. Uh, we saturate the marketplace with a message. And my God, I just looked. We're over. We're over our hour already, uh, which is awesome. That tells me that I've had a lot of fun. Uh, and we barely even scratched the surface where I wanted to go personally. But before I go any farther, I did promise everyone who stayed on to the end, which we're technically past the end, that I would show them how they could win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort, as they saw earlier in the show. Compliments cool. our sponsor, The Big Insider Secrets, which is that red and white stamp-looking logo in the upper right. My dear buddy, Jason Nass, just got married on a cruise ship. We were there and witnessed it last week. Awesome. Love that, man. Uh, they sponsor this show and give us the ability to give one of these away every single show. I'm going to put that up on the on the screen and run you through it real fast. All you need to do, if you're watching, you have to be on here watching live. That's number one. So if you're not on here live and you're listening to this after the fact or watching after the fact, go to the mindbodybusinessshow.com. Don't forget the the and the show at the beginning and the end.com and register and that way you won't miss the next show and you just need to be here live till the end here is how you enter to win for those of you that are with us at this very moment write this down you want to write down ryp.im forward slash vacation and yes guest speakers can enter to win as well if they so choose michael whitehouse that's you yes ryp.im forward slash vacation i have had guest speakers win look why would I ask or allow a guest speaker to enter to win? He has come and, and invested his time for you to give value to you, to show you how to become more successful, how to network and be connected with people that are in your space that might potentially help you catapult your business. And so he did you all a favor, in my opinion. And so I think it's just right to allow guests to enter to win as well. And I hope he does win because he deserves it. I hope you all win, though. You've all been here watching us dutifully. And, yeah, we we are in overtime. And what I like to do, Michael, is I like to end every show with a very profound question. Uh, I do this with every uh, guest that I have on the show. Uh, it's It's very heavy hitting, but it's not a difficult question at all. It's just very profound, I found, over years of doing this now this is how i close every show and i'll tell you after we're done that um if you give permission i'm going to make a compilation book out of all the answers because it's that powerful powerful so you can use my answer i don't know what the question is but i'm gonna say yes now (laughs) i love it i love it so we are going to do that if you're ready i'm ready so we can close this bad boy up and call it a very successful wonderful show and i thank you in advance for the workshop and do it next week coming on yeah, we'll do that. Uh, okay. So let's uh, let's do this last question. We'll we'll All close right. it up with some parting comments. Sure um, that's that's absolutely yes. I'd love for you to be able to share that. So someone um, on YouTube wants to meet me. Yes, that's right, and they will <laughs> get the opportunity. <laughs> All right, with that, here we go. Michael Whitehouse, how do you define success? Ooh, that is a hard hitting question. How do I define success? I would say that 
success is finding happiness, but happiness is not the right word because people misuse happiness a lot to be like more of a temporary state of uh, ignorant bliss. But it's finding actual happiness, finding the place where where you are satisfied in your life and pleased with how it is going. And I think that often comes from living in purpose, living in uh, meaning. So doing things that that matter, that feel valuable. Um, you know, you discover this when people retire, that, you know, they retire and they're like, they've been waiting for retirement 35 years and now they're retired and they're like, now what? Whereas entrepreneurs have the privilege if they choose the right path and and focus on the right thing to do something which is really meaningful and enjoyable and fun, but that also provides that um, that sense of meaning and that sense of purpose so that, that it really feels like they're doing something and making the impact they're meant to make. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. And like I often say before asking that question, there's no such thing as a wrong answer. And, and the other thing is, no two people i've been doing this now four years i just saw that this this very show no two people to date have answered it the same way is that <laughs> amazing or what and the other thing though the one thing that is common not any one person ever said that money was the reason that 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 did not that money defined success or any amount thereof some mentioned money sprinkled in but that was never the primary uh definition of their definition of success. And the cool thing is, if I were to ask you that question one year from today, Michael, the odds are that that definition would change. That's how powerful this question is. So I can't wait for that to show up in your book. And then we don't want to go anywhere until we announce what you have coming up very, very soon. It is a workshop. So if you want to take them through that, I'm going to pull up your website while we do that. Absolutely. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so my website, of course, is summits.fun because all summits should be .fun. We're doing a workshop uh, next Thursday at, that's the 16th, at 11 a.m. Eastern time, which you can get to at summits.fun slash workshop. And what I'm going to be doing is going through uh, kind of a, a high-level overview of of what the, you know, the summit style that I use. So if you run your own summits, you can learn some of the concepts of what I do. Um, but also going in detail about how it is that, um, you know, how it is someone can work with me. Because actually, I ran this workshop last week, and I was fully intending, I'm going to teach. You know, people want to learn, and then, and you know, once I provide enough value, then maybe I'll make an offer. And basically, the audience said, no, just make the offer. I don't want to run one of these things. Don't teach <laughs> me. I don't want to learn how to do it. You know how to do it. I'm just pay you. So this is the uh, Summits That Don't Suck workshop. And I will be going, you know, uh, any questions anyone has about how to run this, if they're running their own summits, happy to answer them in the workshop. Um, but also, we'll be talking about how people can work with me to um, have basically everything I've been talking about in the last hour, how I can do it for them and get them all the things I've been talking about. I love that. And I appreciate you. And this is your main website, the summit yep. guy. And I should also point out, you may notice that says February 13th. That's this Monday. So yeah, yeah. I was going to say, so if you look at the name entrepreneur episode six, the return of the summit and you get the joke, this summit's for you. you <laughs> I get it. So I might want to do that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the return of this oh, summit. Yep. And then the next <laughs> one is episode one, the Phantom Summit. Ah, I love it. <laughs> I did notice that the numbers were out of out of order, but the date was later. I was like, okay, I see. 
Yeah, I love it. <laughs> that looks like fun. I, okay. I actually I changed the day that when I realized it was in late April and that I could put it on May the fourth. <laughs> right so on. Like, I can't miss this opportunity to put this on May the fourth. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, my goodness, um, it has been an absolute pleasure, uh, Michael. I cannot thank you enough for coming on and expressing or sharing your value, your wisdom. And I want to tell everybody that's here, um, everything Michael was saying about the value of just making those relationships, that's really the highest value because those are what turn into long standing business relationships that can earn you far more money than mm -hmm. selling to even several hundred people all collected at once on one event. Yes, you can sell at one, one event and you probably should attempt to do that. And that's a good thing, but you're going to make those connections that literally provide greater value over the long haul. I, I can just say that from personal experience doing this very show. So mm -hmm. think about that. I do a show once a week, that's for a month. I can get in touch with some of them may not be a connection at all. Most of the time they usually are, but with something like Michael's doing, well, he'll put in, pull in 10 to 15 speakers. You got up to 15 people. You're going to make a relationship with like that. And you're not waiting, um, you know, a quarter of a year to get through 15 people. So there's yeah. a lot of value in that. And, and the fact that he does the work for you. Um, and he did not come on here for me to pitch him. And I did not uh, do this on purpose to pitch him either. When I see something that I, I resonate with and it's really what i resonate with is michael himself it is the person that i'm resonating with and whatever he had if he had a, something that solves a pain point that is um in alignment with something i would need or somebody i know that would need then it's like it's a no-brainer for me because of him not so much the service but because it starts with the individual and that's really what it comes down to with business is if people can relate to you connect with you then if you have a pain point that saw that you solve of theirs then the, the the resistance the hesitation is gone because you've already made that connection and it just makes it a more natural organic way of doing business and it, it just it's more powerful in the long run. It's not this quick kill car salesman or vacuum cleaner that uh, vacuum sales that step into your door the moment the door opens. So you have to uh, watch them clean up the dirt they just dropped on your carpet. That was back when I was a kid. That was crazy. Uh, I remember those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, just like they, they used to say in the, you know, the kids movies, like turns out the real treasure was the friends we made along the way. Yep. And it's true. <laughs> and it's, it's true. true. Like, I, was running, I, I was running a summit once and that idea popped in my head. I'm like, wait a minute. That's actually my summit model. The real treasure is the friends we make along the way. It is. It is. And yeah. it is so true. And all the kids uh, shows, they get it. Um, I mean, we they are actual good uh, educational, they're giving you a good educational uh, mm -hmm. reason to, it's the best way to live life is that, yeah. you know, we are human beings and we are built to connect with each other. Money can, and it is necessary for us to pay the bills, eat food, and yeah, maybe uh, have a nice house and a car if you want it and that kind of thing. But when it comes down to it, when the rubber meets the road and you're on your deathbed, you're not going to remember the money or the things. You're going to remember the people that you came across during your life. So mm -hmm. go out there and crush it, everyone. I just want to say uh, in parting, you know, please go out, really crush it in your business. I want you to do that so that you can serve more people, scale. Same with you, Michael. If there's anything I can do to help you, help promote your upcoming summits, be a part of them, whatever. Uh, you need help in. Uh, you now have my access information. Uh, treat me as a friend and just reach out. And if I'm available and I have the time, I will do what I can to help out. It's, that's the way I roll. Well, 
Fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate that. You betcha. And for everyone else, on behalf of the amazing Mr. Michael Whitehouse, I am your host, Brian Kelly of the Mind Body Business Show. And hoping that the videos fire off correctly when we end this show. That is it for tonight. I appreciate you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. And above all, God bless you. Goodbye for now. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com.